Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Protecting your finisher is important. Otherwise, it's not a finisher. Oh my gosh, we've entered a paradox. It has been a constant chat among fans, though, and how a wrestler's final move these days has moved away from that. And do not forget that it's solely down to The Rock and Steve Austin. They proved how well it would work at WrestleMania 17. We never looked back. Let us celebrate those stars who have gone out the way to do this, though, because hello, I am Simon from What Culture. That hello was way too over the top. Please do subscribe. This is the 10 most protected WWE finishers. Number 10, the KOD. Never forget how terrifying this is. If you are taking Bianca Belair's finisher, you have to be hurled into the air before your face comes crashing into the mat. I'm amazed more people don't go to their knees on this. Somebody once described it as a cross between John Cena's AA and a burning hammer, which I quite like. Well, thank goodness it's not like the latter. Be warned, it is terrifying. Belair has this down to a T now as well, which does tie in. It looks so impactful that if everybody was kicking out, it would suck. I get some people breaking it up, but if you've got no friends, that's it, you're done. Bianca has done this to everybody too, from Oscar to Piper Niven, so it doesn't matter who you are. And it really does stand out. Another reason to keep it special, because it is. Number nine, the punt kick. Do you remember when Randy Orton used to do this? In hindsight, maybe we should have transitioned across properly because the damn RKO ruined his back. He only came back in November 2023 after an 18-month layoff. Maybe that is why Orton did the big boot to the head for a while, but seriously, this was brutal. It goes exactly as it sounds, and how Randy managed to time this so he didn't brain people, I don't know. Well, other than Vince McMahon, when it was his turn, he told the Viper to do it for real. Because of course he did got concussed. It had plenty of stories around it too, as Randy used it in 2011 to ruin the Nexus before facing CM Punk at WrestleMania 27. Maybe the highlight was two years prior, when Randy used it in his Triple H feud. I mean, the whole McMahon family got it. Eventually, he was told to stop doing this, and I'm sure you can figure out why. And yeah, for ages, if you got smashed with this, you were done. Number eight, the Eclipse. Or the O-Face. We are, of course, going back to Ember Moon's WWE days here, though. And honestly, round of applause for her. She never screws this up. The current day Athena has it down. I would assume one reason it does have an air of protection about it is because it's essentially a top-rope stunner. Trust me, anything that's even remotely like Stone Cold Steve Austin's finisher is treated like gold. Yeah, don't flub with it. Watching her do it for the first time is excellent too because she leaks off the top rope and drills people with a modified cutter. The cell comes into play as well. Just go and watch Mickey James, Liv Morgan, or Alicia Fox take it. Wonderbar. Throughout her WWE career, it was only kicked out once by Oscar during an NXT takeover. And that made sense. But everybody else, forget about it. Number seven, the red arrow. Now the black arrow. We're doing it again. He is packed these days and Neville back in WWE, and the way he does this is so special. I don't get how this man flies around like he does. It's as if he was born in the skies. I don't know what that means. When you do go through his success rate, however, sheesh, even though Vince McMahon wanted to dub Neville Mighty Mouse, for whatever reason, nobody was allowed to kick out. I don't think that either version of the Arrow has ever been stopped in AEW or WWE either. 
he has a perfect record. Although there was that time we teased it with Seth Rollins as he got his foot on the bottom rope at the last second. That was all time levels of timing. Number six, the 3D. Bubba Ray and Devon deliberately decided that nobody gets to flub with this move. I think they got this from the Beverly Brothers. I mean it. Those two dudes used to do the Shaker Height Spike, which would kill people as the opponent landed right on their head. So maybe the Dudleys looked at it and thought, well, if we have them land flat, they'll be fine. Correct. This was so protected that it was even part of a feud in TNA between 2010 and 2011. And when Chris Saban finally got his shoulder up at 2.999, that continued the law of this move. If there were a Hall of Fame for maneuvers, which would be weird, this should just go in. Bubba and Devon took it so darn seriously. I love it. Number five, the Black Mass. Has anybody ever hit a roundhouse kick in wrestling as well as Malachi Black? I don't think so. While it was the Black Mass in WWE, it became the end in AEW, and that sums it up. If he gets you with this, you better write a postcard to your loved ones. You're done. He used to sell it so well in NXT 2 and turned himself into a champion thanks to it, and surely there must have been a memo sent around about this. When he hits it, the likes of Michael Cole and Corey Graves would go nuts. Black got so into this as well, if he wasn't going to win, he just wouldn't hit it. And I don't think you can get away with that unless it looks as devastating as it does. It's also one of those moves that you can show to a non-fan and they will double take. It's just a massive hit. Number four, the end of days. So this one makes me sad. That's right. Baron Corbin was so desperate to never have anyone kick out of the end of days, he would make deals with people, sort of. He told a great story of working with John Cena and just saying, hey, I'm down for whatever you want to do. All I ask is that we don't kick out of my finish. Cena understood. Onwards we walked. Nobody does it better than Corbin either because it looks like what a finisher should do. And so far, it's only Drew McIntyre who has survived back at WrestleMania 38. Even though it didn't really tie into the overall story though, I just think it was a mistake. This should have been the new iteration of The Undertaker streak. I'm not kidding. I am intrigued to see what we do with Baron going forward, in particular with this move found his momentum again at the end of 2023. If we can jump on that and continue to remind people that the end of days is death, it's all there and ready to go. Number three, the razor's edge. Let us tell the best Scott Hall story to start this entry. He would go up to new hires, ask about their finish, and then respond with great, can't wait to kick out of it. He is a hero. Maybe this was due to the fact he had the razor's edge, a move that nobody ever found a way to beat. A modified bomb of power, I suppose, is the best way to describe it. But this Hall, the strength to hold someone by their arms behind his back? Not everybody could do it. So many dudes fell on their neck too, which made it look even more horrific, and Scott would limit this on purpose. It wasn't an every match move, it was special, like Christmas. He would take it out too if he was losing, because he didn't want this to feature in the fight at all. And sure, look, some people wiggled out of it, but did anybody kick out? No, they didn't, it ruled. Number two, the bonsai drop. I mean, sometimes you don't need to overthink things. Yokozuna was a beast, so his finish was just sitting on someone. Here's another one that looked like death. At one point, he weighed 600 pounds too, so that can't have been fun. And as legend has it, there were two types of these. If Zunes was fond of you, he would hold the ropes. If he didn't, you were being crushed, maybe even literally. WWE sold this like it was impossible to kick out of as well because Yoko was so big. This went for Hulk Hogan too. He couldn't do it. If you do want to see it in full swing, go and watch the 3rd of January Raw from 1994. For whatever reason, Yokozuna did not think much of his opponent, Dan Dubiel. He just flattened him with the bonsai drop. Number one, the Cobra. So you will laugh, and maybe you should, but the proof is in the pudding. If Santino Marella hit you with his puppet, you were gonna lose. It's one of those only in wrestling scenarios, because nowhere else can you put a snake on your hand before karate chopping someone. 
fact, saying it out loud makes it sound illegal, you're going to jail. It was the theatrics around it as to why people loved it and look. The only time I can recall it didn't really help is that he spiked Alberto Del Rio with it at the 2011 Royal Rumble before Del Rio recovered and threw Morella out. But even then, the Mexican aristocrat was out for a good minute. The real evidence of this is that when Santino was ready to smash Daniel Bryan with it during the final sprint of the 2012 Elimination Chamber, fans actually thought he was going to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Amazing. Know of any other current WWE finishes that are massively protected? You've got to let us know in the comments below. Before you like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And head over to WhatCulture.com where you can read yourself more articles like this. Follow us on social media, WhatCultureWWE and Time, and 316 And please do click the video on the screen right now. Otherwise, what the hell are we going to do? My name is Simon from WhatCulture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. I appreciate it, and I appreciate your time. And I look forward to talking to you again very, very soon.